Hello, hello everyone, Matt Johnston here. Thank you so much for joining the show. I am so excited to dig into TikTok monetization today with Rachel Peterson. You are going to love this conversation. There is so much value to be had here. Honestly, something we don't talk about enough, how to actually make money off of TikTok instead of just simply grow. It's an awesome conversation. But before we get into it, I wanted to let you know that if you have not taken advantage of my Billion View Secrets free mini course, you have got to get in there. This thing is 100% free, has all of my secrets in it. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of what we've been able to put together here, and I want to get you in this thing. So if you want to join this course, all you have to do is go to guidesocialglobal.com slash free video course. So head on over there and sign up for this course. I know you're going to get a ton of value. And now on to my interview with Rachel Peterson. You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Thank you all so much for being here. Very excited to uh, to bring you into the show. We're talking about TikTok once again, but a little different this time. We're going to talk about, to be honest with you, the most frequently asked question I get about tic- uh, about TikTok. How do I make money off of it? Is it just views? Am I just there for vanity metrics? We talk all the time about how to blow up your influence, how to get in front of the biggest audience of your life on TikTok and proven it time and time again, but is it moving the needle for your business? And uh, sometimes it can be a, a, a tough question for some to answer. Not a tough question for Rachel Peterson to answer. She talks about it all the time. Super excited to have uh, Rachel on the show. Thank you for being here. Matt, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to dive in and especially to talk about monetization. Yeah, monetization. It's 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 awesome, and and I think there's there, there's no better person to talk to about how to monetize your organic social media. I think organic gets a bad rap these days, uh, and uh, because especially with the declining reach on Facebook and Instagram, organic, and then everybody's flooding to TikTok, and then it's like, okay, so I can get the reach on TikTok but are those people valuable to my business? So I think it's awesome. If you don't know Rachel, she's the queen of social media, expert in all things social media. I mean, she can teach you how to rock Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, any of this stuff. But Rachel has been all in on TikTok lately. Uh, She has 300,000 followers uh, and uh, just, just going crazy over there. I love it. I love what she's doing over there. I follow her intently. You should as well. Uh, She's the Mrs. Peterson with an E. Peter Sen yeah. with an E, follower over there. Um, she's doing all sorts of really interesting, really interesting stuff. Great mix of content. Uh, so Rachel, let's sort of dig into this. Uh, I really want to focus on the monetization today. Um, I've talked a lot about on the show about you know how to how to beat the algorithm, how to get in front of the most people, how to get that reach. But I think I think the best question to start off with, and then we'll get into more of the tactical stuff, is how do you make sure that your followers and the people that are watching your video are your ideal customer avatar? I think that's the, there's like, that is the biggest question that I get. Like, who are these followers? Yeah, they're following me. That's great. Who are they? And how do I bring the right people in? Okay. So I'm going to share several different strategies because I know sometimes people will look at my content and be like, 
there's no way that that's going to bring in business. And so I want to be clear that what I personally do may be different from what I recommend because I have a very big prospective audience. I have the audience that I serve, which is business owners. I have the audience that I serve in my other business, which is basically like pretty much any parent who wants to learn how to start a business uh, as a social media manager mm. or Facebook advertiser. And then I also think often about how many people are, I guess, in like earlier stages of uh prospective clients or customers. And I think, okay, well, I can bring them in and they can fall in love with who I am and get to know me. And you never know when they're going to start or grow a business. And then I also think about the future generations of entrepreneurs and people who want to become entrepreneurs. So my content is created to attract basically like one type of person. And that is just like nice people. <laughs> so my audience is very different than what most people's are. But that being said, you can actually intentionally attract the right audience once you're comfortable putting out content that does by nature divide people from saying like, I don't want to follow this. Now I'm not talking the usual, you know, sex, politics, religion, unless you want to go there and that's a part of your core avatar, feel free to do it then. Instead, what I mean is if you're creating content for business owners that delivers value to business owners, that makes them laugh because they're experiencing that same uh, whatever issue you're explaining in the video in their own business. If you want to reach um, mom specifically, create mom or dad content. By creating that content, process of elimination is going to make anyone who is not in your target market say, and why would I care? And that is exactly the point. Okay, so the content really forms that targeting strategy. You've got to make sure to call it out. And how, do, do you go pretty far into actually calling it out within your videos? In quite a few of my videos, and you can see it. Now you're going to for sure be able to see it when you go back and look at my videos. Some of them are specifically created for moms. And you'll see in my caption, it says, any other moms of multiple kids feel me on this? And then I use hashtags like, moms on TikTok, although that one has gotten very high in volume lately. So I've actually been mm. using similar hashtags that are a little longer uh, form. So then that way it, it brings in a more niched audience. But I will, yeah, absolutely. Every single one of my videos and every single one of your videos can actually be a silo that brings in a different segment of your market. So for example, if I do a video that's calling out to Enneagram 7s, Anyone who's taken an Enneagram test is probably a little bit older, right? So it's bringing in that market and then those Enneagram sevens are saying, I feel you, Rachel, I'm goofy and wild and not very professional and et cetera. So sometimes I'll say, this one's for the Enneagram sevens, this one's for the moms, this one's for the kids who feel like they're not understood, et cetera. But it can even be as simple as if I do a video about the struggles of parenting or the struggles of getting a huge tax bill as a business owner, by nature, just that content is going to make anyone who doesn't fall within those parameters click away and, well, really swipe up. Have you gotten this before? Because I know you have a TikTok course and you have a group and everything. And, and I know that I'm in some of these groups too. One of the things that I'll see a lot is people that are, they're getting a lot of traction on content that they would describe as, I don't know, not on brand or something, you know, like, oh, like my silly stuff. Or like when I tried to do my version of this trend, 
they blow up. But then when I try to do stuff that's sort of more related to my business, it doesn't do anything. So if I'm getting all my followers from when I'm trying to follow this trend, I mean, how do you counter that objection? It's, it is interesting because obviously when you're following the trends to a T like that or something, you are, I mean, you, you very well may get more visibility. Yeah, absolutely. And that is kind of the blessing and the curse of going viral. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Like I've gone viral many times over the years across many platforms and it is a good thing, but it can be a curse when it spreads too far and you start reaching, let's say people in a country that you didn't mean to reach and doesn't make sense for your business plan. Or if it suddenly takes off for a reason that's unrelated to the purpose of the video. And so there's several simple things that you can do um, in order to make sure that even with a viral video, it's viral because it related to the one person you want to reach, which happens to also be a lot of other people who are similar to that one person. So for example, if you're not uh, going with the end game of building up millions of followers, which is part of my end game, with TikTok, if your goal is to use TikTok for business, simply take the trend, follow the trend, but find a way to relate it to your industry. For example, if I was a hairstylist and I saw that the renegade dance was taking off, which by the way, I never learned. I probably should have learned that at some point. <laughs> I didn't. If it makes you feel better, I never learned <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't put that on my resume. Dang it. Um, but I would probably <laughs> have text popping up with hair care tips. And then that way, when people are watching, it's almost like the dance or the trend is a secondary element to what's actually showing up and delivering value on the screen. I think that's a great tip, right? Fit the fit your brand into that trend while still pulling on all the things that could make it go viral, right? Like empathy and actually identifying with your audience and giving them value, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be either my business or value, right? I mean, you can give them For both sure. at the same time. For yeah. sure. And I do that quite a bit. Um, my personality is pretty goofy and wild. And so I will say on TikTok, people see the most authentic version of me that normally up until this point, only my friends really saw. It's pretty crazy. Like I have silly ideas all the time. And so what I started doing was being like, wait a second, I can be silly and still be talking about business or make fun of myself or an element of business. And that will actually relate to people, have some fun, be over the top. You can still incorporate your brand into your personality on the platform. For some reason, people think, oh, business. And suddenly they get super like stiff in the way that they're standing. And it's like, just be you, like mm. be chill. If your brand is wearing hoodies and yoga pants or shorts, like then do that. Don't feel like you have to suddenly put on a suit and tie and suddenly become this LinkedIn version of you. Yeah, that's great. I mean, this is the one thing, right? I mean, the, the how do I find my avatar on TikTok is just the big thing. And I think the content does matter. I mean, er, early on, I ran some experience, uh, some, some experiments. And one of them I did, I did a duet with Charlie uh, just to see what would happen because I found out that she was 15. I thought she was older. Yep. And uh, I just, all I did, it was just me with my mouth gaping open. And it was, there was text just saying like, uh, I graduated high school the year she was born or something. <laughs> I'm 38. <laughs> and it got 1.4 million views. So how many of those views are super, right? I mean, it, it was an experiment. It worked. I went viral. Uh, but how many of those were 
actually like good on brand followers for me. I mean, who knows at the end of the day, right? So I think that patience is part of it too, right? If you see 200, 300 views on your video, don't go throw in the towel, right? I mean, these could be valuable views if you're sticking to that strategy. Oh my gosh. And I know we're going to dive pretty deep into talking about monetization, but I think so often we're looking for the millions of views that we miss the one perfect person that needs our help or our services or our products right there Mm. in the 200 views. And I'll be honest, when you are getting millions of views on a video and thousands of comments, if you think it's easier to then follow up with leads, you're crazy. Like it's harder. (laughs) So what I like to do is build relationships, even on my small videos and realize I can more easily reply to those comments and say, Hey, I'm going to direct you in this direction. I think this would be a great thing for you. I think this will serve you. And so literally you have to start treating the 200 views and the one comment, just like, uh, just like it is the one that is the one person you were meant to create that video for and follow up and nurture the one lead. And then you're more likely to do it as you go viral. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it, it, and it is all super, super important to monetization because if, if, these, if this content you're making is the top of your sales funnel, you know, we often get very guarded about who we bring in. We want to make sure we're bringing in the right people because, yeah, we're not spending ad money on them, but we are spending time and resources, um, energy on these people. Who are we bringing in? Okay, so let's move these people down the funnel here. Uh, I'm sure that you have some sort of basic strategies that you have uh, that you talk about with monetizing TikTok. You want to sort of talk me through that lay of the land? I even want to take it one step further because you said something that was really key that I don't think a lot of people understand. You said Mm. taking these people further down the funnel. And when most people think about TikTok, there's a disconnect between how you get someone from TikTok to paying customer, but you just nailed it. TikTok is a top of funnel traffic driver. And there are so many different ways that you can bring people further down the funnel, but you have to start recognizing that TikTok is a top of funnel viral potential with every single video. It's an opportunity to honestly blow up opportunities further down the funnel. So I have several different ways that I've been really loving for driving traffic. And the first time I discovered it was actually on the War Room Mastermind stage. I was brought in by Ryan Dyson, Roland Frazier, asked to speak on TikTok for business. And I got the idea before I went on stage, what if I did a little you know, like advertisement and filmed it while I'm on stage in front of everyone. And it takes me 15 seconds and then they can watch and see what happens, you know, over the next couple of days. So in front of 200 people, I basically uh, called to action people that needed one of my products. And I said, you know, comment training below if you want to learn more. And we got like 200 something comments on that. So we sent them all the link to a webinar brought them to the webinar. And the second I saw that first $497 sale come through, I was like, oh, this is legit. Like this is a real platform that we can drive a lot of sales to, but I don't necessarily want to use up all of the goodwill I've built on direct response. So I started looking for different ways so that not every single video is that direct response, clickbaity, comment below. While Mm -hmm. those are awesome, it does tap into the goodwill relationship bank that you've built up with people. So 
I started directing people to several different platforms. DM me on Instagram. My Instagram's connected on my profile. Go to my YouTube channel. I just recorded a whole video about this. Uh, check out the link in my bio, which not everybody has, but a lot of people are starting to get that rolled out. Check out the link in my bio and you can grab one of my um, resources that's free that will support you in finding X, Y, and Z. And so I started using those as ways to build up value and get people closer to the monetization piece in my business. Mm, yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, so, so, so basically taking them to, so we take them to YouTube, we take them to Instagram. Are there any ways that we can move? Like, how do you get, how do you move people through or down the funnel just within TikTok? A webinar offer to a link, those types of strategies? Yeah, so I usually use webinars as a conversion mechanism, which brings them to like a sales page or an order form, usually actually an order form. And so I'll say, you know, here's the link to that free training. Here's what you're going to learn. And then I drop the link in the comments or I hire someone on my team to do that. That's one way to go about it. Or of course you can put like a, a milkshake or a link tree link in your profile and say, yeah, this is available in the link in my bio. So you can do that as well and just reply, you know, here's where you can find it. You can ask people to comment below. You can friend people on TikTok and send them direct messages. But my personal favorite way is to get people to comment and then call them to action to find where they can get more information. Right, so the best way to monetize these folks on TikTok is to get them off TikTok, largely. You got it, absolutely. Now, that that's great. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel that way about every single social media platform. Sure. Because I remember hearing all of these, like when I first got started as a social media manager, I was hearing of all these people with huge followings and they'd be like, I'm lucky to make six figures each year and in different words. And I was like, you have, you know, combined millions of followers. Why is that? And I realized that just pressure in general from the industry makes us want to build up these massive followings and focus on vanity metrics but bringing people to a point of A, being on your email list so you can monetize and build value, but B, mostly monetize, that is what keeps a business functioning and alive and food in our bellies and are us able to afford our iPhones, right? I know, seriously. It's like the most expensive thing I have in my business, <laughs> I swear. And it's just because I wanted the camera. You know, it's like, give me a break. Um, so I, I have two, I have two, two, two follow-up questions here. One, I wonder if you've noticed um, if there are certain types of offers that tend to work better for folks on TikTok than not. This is definitely something that I hear uh, kicking around. And then two, I'd love to go into a little bit more how you, uh, to use marketing speak, sort of follow the scent on your other platforms so that once they come from TikTok, they feel still aligned with you, your message, and, and giving them that value. So maybe we can sort of start there. And they're actually very related because we're talking about the nature of that audience. So, uh, so are there certain types of offers and, and such that you see working better on TikTok or is it sort of similar to other social platforms? Okay, so it totally depends on your business. There's several different ways to go about it. You can go, I'm gonna use a term that some people may not understand, but mass market, which means not just people in entrepreneurship. 
And that is a great way to go. You build a huge following and constantly be playing the numbers game to get people into your different you know, parts of your funnel. So mass market works very, very well, which means it can serve a lot of different people. Or I also really like niched down offers where you're focusing on the value of each lead individually. And I think those are both really great ways to go. So either like a high ticket offer, whether it's consulting or coaching or working directly with clients in a digital marketing agency. And with that, if that is the approach that you're taking with TikTok, I would recommend moving conversations to email as fast as possible because you've got a high ticket uh, conversion waiting and that depends on it. So that is how I recommend going about it that way. If I were going for more of a mass market, I would still do those occasional things that create leads, build my list, uh, offer trainings, but I would also recognize that there's power in numbers and people will start to find you in other places just naturally as well. And with following the scent from one platform to another, I will say that I definitely showcase different parts of who I am across different platforms. So Instagram is like my behind the scenes and my deep, you know, soul wrenching posts that nurture people on a very vulnerable level. I always show behind the scenes um, vulnerability on Instagram. On LinkedIn, I'm going to do a little more polished offers, a little more direct response, but also kind of like long form polished, uh, you know, value-based posts. And then YouTube is a phenomenal catch-all and sorter because you've probably noticed, like, I do focus quite a bit on YouTube and each of my videos kind of acts as its own silo to bring in the right people and people will go to my YouTube and find the videos that resonate with what they need. And then that nurtures them by having links to offers, links to lead magnets, links to trainings, and also to my other social platforms. Yeah, we were we were talking about it a little bit before about how you're just pushing out massive amounts of content on YouTube, like what three or four videos a week, right? How are you doing that? We're do- we're doing three to five most weeks. It's five, which is kind of crazy. Um, Go for it. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're you're also relatively new to it, right? I mean, sort of late to the game as far as YouTube goes, right? You started going hard on your channel more recently, right? Yeah, I will say that. I am new to any success on YouTube. So I've been on YouTube for like five and a half years now. And I like, oh, the growth, the views, everything was like nominal. It was very, very small for a long time. And I still would kind of put out videos. And then back in September, I, something just like stirred inside of me, go on YouTube, go hard on YouTube. And I just had this gut feeling it's time to double down on, on YouTube. So I started producing one video per week myself, just recorded on my, you know, my webcam or on my phone, as crazy as that sounds. I don't do anything expensive or hard or complicated. And then we started seeing some serious growth, like almost immediately. I think the first video I created, I think it has like 50,000 views. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not just going to double down. Let's go like as hard as we can, which is three to five per week. So I record them daily. I know a lot of people like to batch produce um, their videos for YouTube, but I didn't Mm -hmm. personally find that as sustainable. That was really exhausting for me. And so I like to just take, you know, 20, 30 minutes of my day each day 
and I script out a YouTube video usually for the next day and record the script from the day before. And I just record the video, send it off to my video editor. We're several, uh, several weeks out with my video editor and she produces five per week for us. So it's been a pretty cool pace. We're growing at anywhere from 6,500 to 9,000 subscribers per month. We're getting half a million video views per month as well. And now I'm at 38,000 subscribers. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and really, it's all about providing value. I mean, because if you see Rachel's YouTube videos, I mean, it, it's, I mean, she's clearly not, you know, taking like, it's not like everyone takes a month to plan and two months yeah. to edit or something like that. I mean, it's a quick and dirty strategy in some ways, right? But it's, it's, what, it's what you're saying. It's the value that you're delivering. And that's why people are following you, right? And I think that's kind of a cross platform lesson. Would you agree? Yeah, there's actually one filter. This is like, I don't really share this normally, but there, I have one filter that we put most of our content through on almost every single platform. And that filter is, if I didn't know me, would I care? And so when I ask myself that question, it sounds very like stoic, but it's actually been amazing mm -hmm. for creating great content. It reminds me this is not about me. Building my platform is not about me. It's about that one person who needs to hear this. It's about that one person who's about to give up and needs to know, hey, there's like hope, you know, in your business or whatever. It's not about me. And that was when my YouTube content started getting great. Like, I'll be honest with you, Matt, it is very, very wonderfully humbling every time I put out a piece about like, my kids or my hair routine, nobody cares. And so <laughs> then I'm reminded, sure, I can put those out, but it's not really serving people because that's not what I'm known for. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, and, and I feel like the, at the end of the day, what we're learning here with monetization to sort of wrap things up here is you really need to have a strategy. And I think that's one of the biggest, um, the biggest issues that I see uh, TikTok can be amazing for personal brands, and, but, but very often, like, are you putting them into a funnel? Um, do you have, and I, like, do, you, do you have a sequence in mind for this to get them off of TikTok? Once you get them off of them, then you've got their information. What do you do with them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we write out um, nurturing sequences that are different depending on the entry point for each, you know, each lead magnet, each training and everything. And that does take a long time to put together. That would, I, I would say that's one of the more challenging parts in building out the monetization piece in our business. Right. But then you own their information and you can, and you can go back to them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Rachel, yeah. thank you so much. This was super, super, super useful for people. We don't talk about monetizing organic very much. And I actually think a lot of the lessons we learned about TikTok today uh, can be applied to other platforms. It's just the TikTok. That's where you can, if, if, if you have no audience now and you're trying to grow on Facebook, a little harder, right? But TikTok, the opportunity is there. For sure. It is a brand new opportunity still to this day where anyone could go viral any day. Right. And don't be scared of video. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fine. And you don't even need to be silly. You don't need to be silly. Just be yourself. <laughs> okay, Rachel, thank you so much. Where can we, so, so it's the Mrs. Peterson on TikTok. Uh, where else can we find more about you? Yeah, easiest place to find me is my website, rachelpeterson.com. All E's and the D in my last name. Matt, thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, thank you, Rachel. It was absolutely my, pro my pleasure. And thank you all for being here. I will see you next time.